Welcome to Season 2 of Who the Hell Are You? on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, which offers a look inside the troubled minds and darkened hearts of those who work within motor racing. Our guest this episode is James Hinchcliffe, a fine example of a person who was interviewed. James Hinchcliffe said many things while answering approximately 50 questions, some of which have required prolific editing and censoring. Of all the things we learned about James Hinchcliffe, the most troubling was and as a reminder from season one, the conversation you are about to hear is, at times, adult in nature. It would not, for example, be a series to listen to with your grandson. So stop listening now if you are pious or easily offended. Live from wherever this was recorded in 2018, it's James Hinchcliffe. Yes. You are the first victim of I... season two of Who the Hell Are You? Fiona Hewitt's in here capturing photos to prove this is being done willfully. I the, the photo does you can't get that from a photo, Marshall. Yes, you can. You cannot say you cannot. There's nothing. I'm smiling but in the I'm photo, not. so folks realize that this must be happy. Uh, that's you could mm. be under siege. There's pos- there's grace. Yeah, there's I could be under duress. There's shades. You just don't know. Okay. For the record, I'm doing this willingly. What is your full name? Oh, damn! Starting with the hard ones. That's all right. That's uh, something I've avoided for a very long time. But you know what? In this relocation program, we are uh, asking you to reveal your identity. My name is Jamtholomew. No, it's not. Uh, My my full name is James Douglas Meredith Hinchcliffe. The fourth. The Esquire. Esquire, the fourth. (laughs) Your birth date and place, please. Uh, December... 5th, 1986, uh, in a hospital room in North York, Toronto. How many languages do you speak? Two. Those being? English and bad English. Are you left or right-handed? I am right-handed. That is the incorrect answer. Are you left-handed? Yes. Becky's left-handed, so we even each other out. We'll stand beside you in unity. Together we're ambidextrous, or incapable of writing at all, depending on which way you put us. If the purge... Every becomes ratified by the government. Who are you taking out first? Okay, you're making a bold assumption that I've seen the movie or even know what you're talking about. I do, and I have. But for future guests... This is just complete fluffery, but let's, yes. Let's not assume, because Will Anderson, my part-time race engineer, is very uneducated when it comes to movies for a man of his generation. It's shocking and disappointing, and it's been a, a personal mission of... Um, Kyle Balstad, who's on our team, one of the uh, assistant engineers, and myself, to educate Willa, because he will have not seen The Purge. Uh, who would I take out first? Yes. I'm Canadian, man. We don't we don't take people out. I don't know. Uh, Is there someone who bullied you in school? Should be taught a lesson? Not bad enough to kill him. That's, that seems aggressive. So this I don't sounds think, like I don't an know. opportunity for someone to get on that list, possibly. Yeah, sure. We'll see. Ask me after the race on Sunday, and then we'll see if that my mind's changed. So we're usually using usling. That's a new word, by the way. I, I speak like three forms of English. <laughs> usling most of last year's question for season one, but we do have some new questions I wrote for season two, which we will sprinkle in. James Hinchcliffe, UFC, WWE, or monster trucks? What's the question? Which would I rather do, watch? You are smart enough to know which kind of answer we are hoping to elicit. Which Hmm. one would you prefer? Uh, So, for all possible scenarios, monster trucks. 
because um, UFC is gross. Because of the concept of fighting or men in, with a lot of flesh exposed? So, <laughs> no, no, more the former. Punching one another. I, uh, this is going to sound really preachy and it's annoying. And I understand it's a sport and they do it willingly, so fine. A pious Whatever. first episode. I like this. Yeah. Um, but having people that are like totally able-bodied and relatively sound of mind just beat the living shit out of each other uh, and potentially ruin a perfectly functioning body, I think, is a huge insult to people that don't have that luxury through no fault of their own. So I think UFC is disgusting. Um, WWE is just hilarious, uh, but I have no interest in it whatsoever. And monster trucks still are cars, kind of, and so I would much rather do that. One of the few questions where there are no wrong answers. There you go. We're going to stick with some of the new questions. Okay. Who should you call right now? And apologize to or make amends with? Uh, right at this very moment? Yes. I should apologize to uh, Scott Dixon and Graham Rahal for causing the red flag in Q2 at Mid-Ohio, which no doubt uh, prevented either of them from advancing to Q3. That's the correct answer. <laughs> that is a correct answer. But I hope they both hear this. Or I should just, I can just text them, I suppose. I should probably just do that. Like, I know them. It's like they, yeah, I'm just going to do that. Just be passive-aggressive. Text them and say, you deserved it. Well, I think it's more, you still came out better than I did. As bad as you feel, I feel worse. You must not have heard Graham's comments about believing penalties weren't stiff enough for folks like you. Who ruined, no, what do you say? Ruined people's days. What do you say? He said he, you ruined his day. Oh, you're starting only three positions behind him. Muffin. It's too bad. He See, should be happy because if I hadn't crashed, I'd have been starting ahead of him. It's not a uh, it's not a happy day in the Ray Hall hyphen force household. Although I think Courtney's doing fine. It's just he's, not, <laughs> he's bringing everyone down there. What is the most useful app you've downloaded on your phone? Wow. Um, what's an app I use a lot? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's the social media apps, but you, you have those because you have to. Um, oh, you know what I love? I love I've got a puzzle app called um, Peak, P E A K, and it's like brain games. It's like like it's like Lumosity but different. Um, I and I love it. I, I love puzzles, so I, I spend a lot of time on that. And there's a word game called Wordscapes that I spend a lot of time on. And Waze is also very helpful. Have you ever been interrupted while masturbating? And if so, when and by whom? Yeah, for sure. There have been times, you know, in your youth where, you know, you think no one's home or you... Uh, Come on in, Robert. We're, he's a answering a question about masturbation. Your timing's impeccable. Yes. Actually, right... As <laughs> a matter of I'm fact... I'm sure at some point he probably did it. <laughs> no, not masturbate. We know you did that. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Any, I, I never had like a like a catastrophic moment of There's like no mom, mom walking in. No, it was never one of those. But it was like it was like somebody coming home. You know, when when you thought you were in the clear and like you were still a floor above or whatever, and had time to cover. But uh, yeah, I never had one of like the super super bad ones. Thankfully, what's the dumbest thing you've ever purchased? Um, don't say engagement ring. No, that was the smartest thing I ever did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Robbie knows what it is. I don't know if I should say it on, on air, though. Uh, I bought a car I shouldn't have bought. Because it was very expensive? You have you have regrets? Yes. It was very it, expensive, and I don't use it, and there's no point owning it. It's, it's silly. It depreciated in value heavily since buying it? No, I was smart. I bought it used. Okay. So I didn't take the big hit, but I'm, like, I'm actually in, in the process of trying to sell it, so I will take a little hit. 
But uh, I promised myself that I was never going to do that. And I lasted, you know, like seven years of my professional career before biting the bullet and doing it. I guess six when I did it. And, uh, and I regret it immediately. What's your favorite musician or band of all time? That's a tough one, man. That's, uh, for me, music is so like mood dependent. I'm not super, I'm not like religious about one particular band or genre or whatever. I like good music, regardless of who does it. That's not subjective. Um, <laughs> but, um, I would say like, if I had to just pick one to listen to forever, it would be like Clapton or something. Mine would be Rush. There you go. You're welcome. On behalf of Canada. <laughs> Selena Gomez. How many days has it been since your last drink? Uh, hold on. Let me, what day is it? Today's Saturday. And does IndyCar test the Friday. contents of your drink bottle? They do not, foolishly. Uh, what did I do Thursday? Thursday we drove here, probably Wednesday? I can't actually confirm that. Tuesday or Wednesday. So, what is it, Saturday? Three, four or five days ago. What is your most destructive personality trait? Self-loathing. Could also be a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, I think just like being overly critical of yourself sometimes, which is pretty natural, I think, in our business. I think a lot of guys do that, and... There are times where it's that's very productive and it makes you better, but there are also times where that can be destructive and make you worse. There are shades of type A personalities. Yes, occasionally. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever received? <laughs> it's it's other than inviting Robert Wickens to be your teammate. Uh, uh, <laughs> turn once flat. No, I don't know. Um, it's I mean it's it's never been anything that like was super prolific that I took to heart and put into practice and then regretted when there was some, you know, down the road consequences. I've got, I've been given a lot of like dumb that, you know, advice that was on the day was maybe not great, but nothing where you invested in Bitcoin. No, I definitely didn't invest in Bitcoin. Uh, I mean, I maybe no, I was gonna say maybe rented too long before I bought a house, but even then I wasn't ready to buy a house at that point. So now I've been pretty lucky in that sense. There was there was a there was a a contract that I wish I hadn't signed as was. I got adv- I got advised to sign a contract, and I won't say what contract, but I thought one particular element should be changed, and I was advised that it was going to be okay, and it really was not okay, and it, it that actually bit me for a very long time. So yeah, there is that one. That was a bad piece of advice. Ooh. We will avoid exploring that topic any further for <laughs> yes, fear please. of repercussions. Is there a word you constantly Pineapple. misspell? That might still be okay. No, uh, no well, <laughs> I always have to see like receipt written out to know that I did it right. When I see it in my head, I'm like moderately, dis- no, mildly dyslexic. And uh, a lot of the I before E kind of things sometimes throw me off because the English language is stupid. I before E, except after C, or when sounding like A as in neighbor or way. Or Thursdays. Or Thursdays, or some random day at the end of May. It's just... You have proven you are among the few race car driver kryptonite folks who understand the difference between your Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U-R-E. One of my biggest, and then there, there, and there, one of my biggest pet peeves. One thing I, I take a lot of pride in is my uh, my grammar and spelling on Twitter. I don't use short forms. 
I don't use I don't spell through T H R U. You know, I, I no numbers. No numbers. Yes. No U R for your. Um, Do you think your fellow drivers at some point, many, not all, but many, just commit to Y-O-U-R, for example, and just go with it early, realizing that no. it's too hard to try and parse? No, I think they just don't, they just don't think about it. Education. And, and two, two, and two. Or at least T-O and T-O-O. That one is, is it, oh, it drives me nuts. Terrell Owens as well. It drives me nuts. We will now picture you just spewing venom while looking at your social media feeds at the mistakes. No, I, I just shake my head. I don't get angry. I just, I'm just, I just, I feel bad for the world. You pass them. But think Phew. while you're going by, grammar is also one of your weaknesses. Yeah, okay. exactly right. If you had one minute to speak with President Trump, what would you say to him? <laughs> uh, I would, I would have to, I don't know. That's a, that's a very difficult question. I don't think I have anything to say to him or ask him that he hasn't already heard or been asked, to be honest. I don't think I'd be a very good guy to put in the room with somebody like that for any amount of time. I don't know I don't know what I would contribute to that conversation really. I would let him talk. I wouldn't say anything, I would listen. That is a fantabulous answer. Seinfeld. Funniest TV show of all time or worst piece of garbage ever made? Uh, very, very much closer to the former. I don't know if I would give it funniest of all time. It has some competition, but it's it's in my top three. Mm, it's in my top five. Okay, there's some good TV out there now. Very telling. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume that was not a compliment. You were also good at parsing assumptions. <laughs> when was the last time you Googled yourself? And what did you find? I, I mean, it's it's been years. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I did it. What what I what I remember finding funny was as you type in James Hinchcliffe, what the next the auto population. Yeah, yes. yes, that was actually more. I don't remember what I was looking for, but I remember seeing that list and having a lot of good laughs. Continuing on that theme, what's the worst thing you've read about yourself? I mean. There's an assumption you don't scroll down to article comments. Most folks know to avoid that level oh, of, of self-loathing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, the last couple of years of my career, I don't actually read a lot that's written about me. I just don't, it doesn't, I don't care. It doesn't really, not that I don't care, but like, it doesn't, I, it doesn't affect my day, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I just try and carry on with my I'll business. I'll put less effort into such things yeah. going forward. That's <laughs> Although safe, I did, I did read yours time, the other day. And you were that kind had a enough big typo to point out it. that yeah. there was an error in there. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I guess I do read it occasionally. Uh, no, I think um, there have been comments made or articles written or whatever that, you know, put forward that maybe my focus is sometimes too much on off-track things and not on on-track things. Um, the curse of having a personality. Right. And, you know, I, I, I took like there was I remember there was one comment I read. I don't remember if it was an article or it's like a, something on social media or something. But they were like, oh, well, and it, it was after I think it was after I had a bad race. And I think I was taken out. It wasn't even something I did. And someone said something along the lines of if you spent less time dancing and more time focusing on driving, this wouldn't have happened. And my, my in my head, I'm like, OK, I got taken out. And two races ago, I won in Long Beach. And the uh, the time that I was dancing, there was no racing happening. Like nobody could do anything. So like I was like, 
that just bothered me because like you just don't know. And but it then, was signed at the bottom, Ayrton Senna, Michael Schumacher. Exactly, exactly. Yes, someone it in was the know. Signed, it was signed on the bottom from my mom's basement. Have you or loved one ever fought an addiction to drugs or alcohol? Um, the term loved one is a stretch, but I have an estranged uncle who uh, battled and I assume still battles a drug addiction. I don't actually know. Has that had any impact on you growing up? It did. It scared me the hell off of drugs when I was a kid. So I've, I've never done anything. I mean, I, I drank, but I've, I have tried absolutely no drugs. I've never had a cigarette. I've never smoked a joint. I've never done any of that. Um, Something we both have in common. Yeah, and, you know, as a, as a, as a teenage kid in, in Canada, that's a, that's a hard thing to find. And no doubt racing was part of it. You know, I, when my friends were on weekends were off partying, I was at, you know, Goodwood Cartways pounding laps. So that was definitely part of it. But when I was young, my uncle, um, you know, showed up to my – actually, he approached our family in a car in a parking lot and threatened my mom's life in front of me and my brother and sister – and uh, and it was all because he was just stoned out of his mind and needed money for drugs. And I remember, like, I remember that day so clearly. And I remember, like, well, I'm clearly never doing that in my entire life because I'll never want to be that guy. A genuine blessing. Yeah, 100%. A question posed to presidential candidates during the most recent American election cycle. If you could go back in time and kill baby Adolf Hitler, <laughs> would you? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I assume you're asking me if I would do that. Correct. How did they answer that question? Somewhere between yes and no, or mm. dodging. Yeah, that's that's a pretty dodgy question for sure. Uh, Previous guests have gone into constructs of space and time mm -hmm. and how that would be impossible or how that would then change the landscape well, of the world. Well, that's just it, right? Forward, it's, it's the things butterfly could be worse. Maybe it exactly. was worse, right? Maybe what happened actually led to uh, the globe coming together and realizing how bad war is, and it was one of those, you know, in the, in the, in the scheme of human existence for the greater good. Obviously, you know, I, I mean that in the most respectful way possible. Who knows? I don't know. Could I kill a, could I kill a baby? No, I couldn't kill a baby. Getting... Close to the end, mm -hmm. I believe. Although I'm not keeping count of the 50 because I have 95 to choose from. So we'll assume. What's the name of the last book you read? Um, well, I'm, I'm currently reading uh, Doug Gilmore's autobiography, uh, Killer. Dougie Gilmore was uh, Captain of the Maple Leafs for a long time when I was a kid. Uh, and that's kind of a fascinating read at the moment. The last book I read before that... Uh, I think it was actually uh, Mark Webber's book, Aussie Grit, I believe. I like biographies. It's a television channel dedicated to them. <laughs> there is. If we were to check your browser history, mm -hmm. what's the nicest website we would find Razor. you have visited? There's a lot of angry folks leaving comments there, <laughs> though. I, I would assume it might be wedding registry related, something for your uh Yeah, we've been definitely be. Googling venues. Absolutely. There'll be some of that for sure. Uh, but no, I think where's my, where'd my phone go? That oh, it's that and uh, that cheating website for uh, words with friends. I was going to say Ashley Madison, but then you added <laughs> words with friends. No, look, 
My only ones that I've actually saved that I use are Racer and the Scrabble Word Finder one. That is either a compliment or proof that we need to show you better websites. But <laughs> we appreciate your patronage. Patronage. That's my fourth language, James Hinchcliffe. What is your most hated vegetable or fruit? And stop making me laugh because I'm supposed to be serious yes, now. Yes, very serious. Um, I'm not a big cauliflower guy. Yeah. I, d- I really don't like cauliflower. And I'm not a big kiwi guy. I love, I love fruit. I love all fruit except kiwi. I mean, I, c- I can eat it, but I don't enjoy it. I think it's the seeds. Kind of an, an angry dining experience mm-hmm. when either are introduced. I'll eat it, but it's like I'm going to hate eat it. I think less of the chef for not knowing they should not have put it in front of you. Right. Have you ever been catfished or catfished anyone? Uh, nothing good. Like I've had, there's been like Facebook profiles made with my name and picture and stuff and people just trying to like, but they were, they were poor examples. And Has anyone like followers. come to you saying they thought they were in a online relationship with you to no. find out? <laughs> no, luckily that's, I've avoided that situation. What is the highest rate of speed you have been ticketed for in your life? Uh, 163 kilometers an hour. Sorry, you got really excited that's not there for real a math. second. <laughs> that's not real math. That is real math. And that's when I was in university. That's when I was like, I don't know, 19 maybe? 18, 19? What's the best concert you've ever seen? Where and when was it? Man, um, Lady Gaga's concert... I went there in like 2009, I think, in Toronto. Uh, that was an incredible show. She is like a massively, massively talented artist, and from you know vocally, lyrically, and just from a performance standpoint, it was brilliant. My dad grew up in England in the 60s and 70s, and he went to some of like the coolest, most iconic, like the Who Live at Leeds. He was there, you know, like this guy's seen it all. And my dad had never heard of Lady Gaga. And, I uh, believe we hear Jer Bear yelled on that recording, by the way. Exactly right, yeah. And uh, and, we, and so we went. Well, a big, I think like 10 of us ended up going to this show. And by the end of it, he was doing the little monster dance. And he was like, that was the greatest concert I've ever been to in my life. And I'm like, that's that's quite a statement from, from you. Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, time to retire. <laughs> yeah, Lady exactly. Gaga. And has- I will say, I went to an Ed Sheeran concert as well. And... It's massively impressive because he quite, he quite literally is a one-man show. And I didn't know that going in, and it was really cool to see that. That was really cool. He's like old school. And he's a ginger. Another yeah. layer of difficulty. There. Right, exactly right. It's, he's, really, he's really killing it. What's the first big purchase you made once you started earning proper money? Oh, man. This is the worst. This is what happens when you're teammates with Marco Andretti, right? Just started making money, and... So here's the thing. This is where, and I had this conversation with someone else recently. It was quite funny. In like other sports, you, you know, if you're football, basketball, baseball, whatever, you like come out of college and you're just a kid and you go just straight into earning crazy money, like crazy money, right? Because so, somebody asked me, they're like, is there this, is there's this, this culture to spend uh, and keep up with the Joneses like there are in some of the stick and ball sports. And I'm like, no, not at all, because guys in racing have spent so long giving money away that when it starts coming back in, like, mine, mine, and they're stuffing it in pockets and in pillowcases and under the mattress and in the cookie jar, it's everywhere. And it's just you're not, you're not ever letting it go. And Marco, <laughs> he had a new, a new Marco edition watch that was coming out. 
And uh, he's like, so I, I'll put you down the for one, right? The humility is and one like, thing I enjoy about young Mark. Right, right. And he's like, so I'll put you down for one, right? I was like, yeah, man, like new teammate. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I want to I want to help you out. I want to support you. And then he's like, oh, and he said, he's like, you get the friends and family discount. So it's like half off. I didn't really ask any questions at the time because I my most expensive watch at that point was like 300 bucks. So I'm like, cool. And so that was, I think to that point, other than like my car that I bought, <laughs> I think that was the net, not like the one I just, like not the one I regret now, like my first car. Uh, that was probably the biggest check I had <laughs> written at that point in my life, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." Is there another layer above friends and family discount? Yeah. Possibly, <laughs> yeah. possibly. I still have the watch though, and it's the same one Mario wears, so it's kind of cool. Provenance, Mr. Hinchcliffe. We will uh, delve into the final questions here. What's the meanest thing you've ever done to a sibling or friend? My sister used to get really pissed off when I would hide her cigarettes when I was a kid, but I didn't think that was a mean thing because I was really doing it for her. Um, I got into like what I would call a quasi, I'll call it a scuffle. I wouldn't call it a fight when I was in grade six, but like me and this kid started kind of like roughhousing a little bit. Like I said, it wasn't like, we're not like throwing fists or anything. We kind of got into each other a little bit and uh, probably the most aggressive altercation that I'd been in and uh, I never regretted it. Because he was a nice kid, and I don't remember what we were fighting over, so it clearly wasn't important. Have you ever done important business calls or interviews over the phone at home in the bathroom? I do most of my interviews and important business calls in the bathroom. Clothed? I mean, partially clothed. Multiple things you can do in the bathroom. Right. No, I I, 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 uh, I savor... No. No. I savor my time on the throne, Marshall. And so I get a lot of work done. I got a lot of work. A lot of emails... Fiona knows. Most of my correspondence with Fiona is from the bathroom. Sorry, Fee. Would you be surprised to learn approximately half of our interviews have been done while I was in the bathroom? <laughs> Two men speaking to one another in the bathroom. I thought I heard an echo on both ends of that phone line. And we're regular. In Living Color, Great Chappelle show. show, or Key and Peel. Ooh. Oh, man. That's tough. That's really tough because, like, In Living Color was so brilliant, and it was also, like, I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, so that's huge. Chappelle, Chappelle's skits from that show are still, like, part of the national conversation of hilarious one-liners. But Key and Peele are some, – it's some of the best sketch comedy that's that's come out of anywhere in the last 50 years. So you're – oh, man. Ugh. I would say, okay, here's the thing. Key and Peele, when they nail it, they nail it. But they, they made a lot of stuff because they could. Weren't as many nails there as one might hope. Exactly. So the ones that they nailed were awesome. They were kind of quantity-driven, but their quality ones were quality. Still refer to everyone known as Aaron as A.A.Ron today. <laughs> A.A.Ron and Balake. You know, <laughs> that's just, exactly. Um, and then... So so kind of thinking about it that way and like thinking about how long they all were kind of going on and the sort of hit rate, I would probably have to give it to Chappelle show. Two years. No. Yeah. And it was just gold. It was all gold. Two questions to go, James Hinchcliffe. Okay. Are you actually keeping track? Do you have any idea what number we're really on? I've just decided there are two questions okay. left. Very authoritarian voice there, by the way. <laughs> if you could buy a clone version of yourself, one who would go undetected. Be pretty cheap. What duties would you have him do on a daily basis to make your life easier? You could say autograph signings, but alienate the fans. You could say do your laundry, which might not be bad. Yeah, I mean, like, if he was just there doing nothing, I would just have him, like, constantly cleaning the house. 
That'd be great. And like I would make him learn how to cook. Because Becky and I, you know, we try, but we're just, you know, we're just not the best. We're not the best in the kitchen. We can do really simple meals, which is fine because we don't mind eating simple meals. But if it came to like something gourmet, if we had to like host Thanksgiving, it would be one of these, all right, everybody bring a dish because we're not going to be able to do it all. Would you look to have that clone similar to a Ken doll with just smooth from the waist below? Any concerns about your clone being attracted to the, the dear woman who you want to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah, he can keep his dirty plastic hands off. He will absolutely be androgynous. That's the correct answer. Final question for you, mm-hmm. James Hinchcliffe. If you were sentenced to death by overconsumption, which would you choose? Pizza. Death by cheeseburger okay. or death by b- job? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be death by b- job. That's the only thing that makes any sense. I mean, yeah, exactly right. It's a happy ending. Exactly right. Well done, Fiona. James Hinchcliffe. I think we have a better idea of who the hell you are. I'm James Douglas Meredith Hinchcliffe. The fourth Esquire. Esquire, the fourth or Esquire. Esquire, the fourth. No, the fourth Esquire. Even better. Yeah. Business cards coming. Eggshell. Eggshell white. Patrick Bateman style. Great scene. You could print Luftgekult on the back for no particular reason, but it would make Patrick Long happy. <laughs> and it's a strange word that sounds intelligent. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, look, I got an 8 o'clock dinner reservation at Dorsia, and so I just got to run.